You're listening to Fireside Chats Without the Fires podcast, where customer experience enthusiasts are inspired by our weekly CX practitioners and thought leaders who share their insights and knowledge. And now, here are your hosts, Neil Toff and Paul Catherall. Fires Chats Without the Fires, Season 2, Episode 10, Good Friday, April 2nd, Friday. Uh, it is Good Friday uh, for religious reasons, but it's also Good Friday for fun reasons, because we get to spend today with Jeff Toyster. Jeff Toyster, as hopefully you know, has been on this podcast. If you've been paying attention, this is his return visit to the, to the podcast. Uh, but we're going to have a little bit of fun with him. We're going to talk about his new book. We're going to ask him a ton of questions about it. I'm going to try best, my best uh, to not fanboy all over this one and, and gush about it because I'm really excited about it. I've had fun reading it. Um, Jeff, welcome back to Fireside Chats Without the Fires. Hey, Paul, Neil, thanks for having me. Good Friday to you as well. I'm excited to be here. You had me back. I don't know if that was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> Look. You wrote a book. We got to get you back. I mean, we're going to talk about the book, not just because you wrote the book, because it's a, it's a sensational book. I use the word. I've been told I use the word sensational a lot, but I can't think of another word for the book because I've I've actually read it and well, I'm actually reading it. I'm close to finishing it, um, and I've had a lot of fun reading it. I've learned a lot from it. It's made me think, uh, as most of your stuff really actually does. Uh, that's why we wanted to have you back, not just because you're cool and fun and smart, but because you have this really great book that I think a lot of our audience members will benefit from and should pay attention to. Absolutely. Fair. Fair. I like it. I appreciate it. Paul, how are you feeling on Friday? I think the audience probably knows, but tell us just in case anyone forgets, how are you Neil, feeling on this Neil, Good Friday? I am buzzing on this Good Friday. What, what a day. And can I just point out that Jeff is our first guest to return. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, um, but he's certainly setting the trend. So welcome, Jeff. Oh, wow. First guest to return. Fantastic. <laughs> so everyone else said no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> For those that, uh, the few of you that may or may not be, may not be following Jeff, you got to follow him on LinkedIn, follow him on Twitter, uh, Jeff Toyster. He, Jeff, by the way, you've got some interesting uh, um, letters after your name on your LinkedIn profile. It says Jeff Toyster, comma, CPLP, comma, PHR. Can you tell us what CPLP and PHR are for those that uh, don't, aren't familiar with those? I, I sneezed when I was typing it in and just it's random letters that mean nothing <laughs> to confuse people. CPLP is Certified Professional in Learning and Performance. It means I'm truly a certified trainer. And PHR means Professional in Human Resources, which means I know just a couple of things about HR. Love it. All right. Now we have an explanation of those. Jeff Toyster is the president of Toyster Performance Solutions. And Jeff, on your LinkedIn profile, it says you're an author and instructor. Uh, I think it's now LinkedIn Learning, correct? It is LinkedIn Learning. Perfect. The other two things in Jeff's background that we want to mention, um, we're going to get to the book in just a second. But the first one, check this out. This was just announced this week. Jeff is number seven, lucky number seven, guru number seven of the 2021 top 30 global gurus of the customer service professionals for 2021. Lucky number seven, congrats. That's a huge honor. Congrats. I don't know how you, if you would have tried, how, if you could have pulled that one out of a hat, but you got number seven, pretty cool, right? 
It's amazing. I, I saw that. And I thought there might be a mistake. Um, it, it's there's some pretty amazing people on that list that I look for, uh, really look up to a couple of mortal enemies. And just to be named on that list is, is a fantastic honor. So I, I appreciate that you saw and recognize that. Yeah, there's some, there's some great um, thought leaders, authors, and, and um, uh, people to follow on that list. It's an amazing honor, I, I would imagine. Congrats on that. And we're, we're also thrilled to have you. And again, it was, it was released, I think, this week. So it's, it's fresh, it's brand new. Congrats to that. Uh, and you've got the new book, the new book out. Tell us about the new book. We're so excited. It is called Customer Experience Guarantees. Tell us about this, about the new book. When did it come out? Just give us a little quick synopsis. So the guaranteed customer experience was really meant to address a fundamental challenge that a lot of people in the customer experience and even business leaders face, which is I recognize that customer experience is important to my business. I understand that a good experience allows us to attract more customers and retain them, but it's so complicated. I don't know where to start. And so I wanted to provide a very simple model that people could easily follow without getting into the technical weeds. And the model that I, I picked was something I see a lot of companies following already, which is taking that familiar framework of a guarantee. We all know it. We've all seen a guarantee before and simply applying that to customer experience. So if you're not really sure what a guarantee is, by definition, a guarantee is a promise intended to provide assurance. And there's three general parts to it. One is the promise itself. I promise we will do this for you. So we promise a great experience. Two, taking action to fulfill that promise, making sure, okay, if I promise this, I better deliver. And then three, having a recovery plan in place if something goes wrong so that we can restore trust and confidence. That's a guarantee. So we can do that with customer experience. I love it. You, you make reference to this and as you just described it, it is a noun and it is a verb. Um, and there's advantages and disadvantages and strengths and weaknesses to both. But, but yeah, it's, it's helpful to have, have seen that, that, that definition. I want to ask you, um, with all the things that are going on in CX, by the way, I, I have felt as a participant in the CX global community that the field is exploding in size, in energy, in diversity. Um, it's really exciting to be a part of it. That being said, there's so many trends and buzzwords. We all hear about the, you know, the common ones, artificial intelligence, automation, tech stack, uh, employee experience. And yet for your most recent book, you picked something, guarantees, that isn't talked about that much. It exists, certainly, but it's, it's very new and fresh and different. You picked a different perspective. I'm curious, kind of, what was the inspiration behind that? Well, because I had to Google all of those other terms and look them up. And, and I, I sound like I'm kidding, but I mean, if someone says, really, our tech stack, I'm like, do I know what that means? Or employee experience. I, Everybody has so many different definitions. And I think part of the challenge, I talked to a couple of different executives just this week who were their biggest challenge is there's too much. Where do we start? So I wanted to find something that was both simple and familiar and is a proven concept. And I realized that as I looked at companies that consistently deliver great experiences, 
the thing that they do really well is they make it pretty clear. This is what you can expect from us. And then they give that to you every single time. And, and what better way to articulate that than that framework of a, of a guarantee? So it was a bit of a, an iterative process to get to that. But it started with this core of, you know, every single time I've thought about doing business with a company again and again, or not doing business with a company anymore, it it's, has something to do with a promise that's been broken. And that's exactly what a guarantee addresses. So here's my 10 second gush and my 10 second editorial. Um, one of the things that I love about Jeff Toyster's work is that he takes often very, very complex concepts, concept, uh, complex things that are going on in our world and simplifies them. He makes them digestible. He makes them uh, easy to consume. But most importantly, I think most important, most easy to execute and to do something with and to make them actionable. Um, the other thing I really like about your work, and especially in this book, Jeff, is that um, I'm tired of hearing about Zappos. I'm tired of hearing about Amazon. I'm tired of hearing about the big guys. I'm tired of hearing about companies that are flush with uh, cash that have significant advantages over perhaps the majority of our companies. Many of us face budget shortfalls, uh, limitations in resources and teams. And what your book has done is you break down the complex idea of guarantees and you tell us how we can actually think through, develop and implement a guarantee program. That's what I like about it so much. And you give some great examples of companies that many of us have probably never even heard of. You give us an example of a company that's known for restrooms in Texas, that unless you've driven through Texas, you wouldn't have ever heard of, but you make the story very digestible and easy to understand and relatable to the rest of us who are not in the restroom business and rest stop business. That's what I love about your book. My 10 second uh, soliloquy here is uh, went a little bit beyond that, but, but that's what I like about it. That's my gush. And that's my mention to the audience of why you need to be part of this and, and, and buy this book and read it there. I got that out. <laughs> now I want to go into the, the next question, if that's okay. Can I, is it okay? Can I, can I proceed to the that next question? That sounds good. I appreciate that. The question. Okay. So um, you mentioned something in the book, which I was curious about, the difference between customer experience and customer service. And I've seen this bantered back and forth on LinkedIn. And I, in my mind, that gets clear what that definition is, because by the way, Paul and I are both work in the customer service portion of this overall picture. But I think many people get confused about it. I want to ask you, what is your working definition of the difference or the, the, the definition for you between CX and customer service? And why is that actually important for this book? Well, I appreciate that you asked about that because uh, when I started writing this book, I realized there's a lot of confusion about what it means. And, and we haven't helped ourselves because Many companies, many contact centers, and many customers use customer experience and customer service interchangeably. But there's a, a critical difference. And I wanted to make sure this was not a philosophical discussion or an according to Jeff discussion. So when I started the book in the very first chapter, I said, let's go to established, credible definitions that are not my own, but come from credible sources. So customer experience. Annette Franz, who is a leader in the customer experience space, I think she's articulated the clearest and best definition, which basically says, I'm paraphrasing, 
it is experiences all of the touch points that a customer has with your brand and how they feel about them. Customer service is a subset of customer experience. And I just went to the dictionary for this one. It's the help or assistance that a company provides to help with its products or services. So if you imagine this, like imagine uh, uh, ordering a pizza, which I think we've all done a lot of <laughs> the last year or so. And where is customer experience and what is customer service? You know, the experience is the pizza. That's what you're ordering, right? And it's delicious. And somehow it magically appears on your doorstep. And, and my local pizza shop, Mountain Mike's, uh, there's a very handy app. There's a website. I don't talk to a person. I just push things in online. And then the pizza magically shows up hot and delicious right when I asked it to. The only part of that entire transaction that, that is customer service is the knock on the door and the de friendly delivery driver handing me the pizza. That's it. I mean, you could argue maybe that the app where I enter my order is part of customer service as well. And I, I think that could be an okay argument. But the pizza itself, the box it came in, the, the flavors the 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 website all of that is the broader experience and if there's a failure in any of those places that's when customer service kicks in now we have to make it right but all of that is experience not service and so i think it's important to understand the distinctions because so much of what we do in customer service touches experience it's part of the experience but it's not the only thing without a great product you really don't have anything and why is that important or what's the tie-in with the customer experience guarantee? I, I love the, the definitions you just offered. I agree with them. But what's the tie-in here and why is that relevant particularly for the book? Well, the, the book is about the broader experience and not just customer service. So that's, that's how that's relevant. The tie-in to the guarantee is we're taking this incredibly broad concept which is experience. You're going to have a great experience. Well, that's that's too broad. So a guarantee allows us to really focus our efforts. And if you take, you know, you mentioned this this uh, <laughs> convenience store gas station brand in Texas. It's called Bucky's. And if you've never been to Texas, maybe you don't know about that. But ask a Texan about Bucky's, and they will gush. They'll talk to you about how amazing Bucky's is. I have a Bucky's T-shirt. Why would I have a t-shirt for a convenience store that the nearest location is a thousand miles from my home? And, and the reason is so dead simple. They figured out one element of the experience that is incredibly important to customers and every other brand seems to ignore, which is if I'm on a road trip, the one thing I really, really, really want is a clean restroom. And, and Paul, I don't know about you in the Philippines, but in, in the U.S., percent of Americans say that they are afraid and they worry about finding a clean restroom on a road trip. And Bucky's has been rated by over 8 million customer ratings, the number one cleanest restroom in the U.S. Boom. They keep their restrooms clean. They figured out one thing that no other brand has seemingly been able to figure out. The moment travel restrictions are lifted, I'm going to Texas. Because you're absolutely right. I've, I've got I've got to experience a clean bathroom, and it, and it's the same not just in the Philippines, but in in the UK, right? When, when you're going traveling, you just want the convenience of a nice clean bathroom. So, um, the kudos to Bucky's. I'm going 
Neil, this time next year, we're going to do a podcast recording from Bucky's. It, just in the from restroom. Bucky's, exactly. Just in the restroom. With a t-shirt. With a t-shirt. We got in Bucky's. Well, and you could exactly. do it in the restroom because the Bucky's restrooms and some of the larger ones are larger than a typical convenience store. And here's the amazing part. They don't compete on price, at least in their advertising, yet their prices are lower than their competitors. They also have cleaner stores. They have friendlier employees. They have an amazing selection. Uh, they're much, much larger than the typical convenience store. And they have things that other convenience stores don't have, like hot, hot barbecue and homemade uh, candy and, and homemade jerky. So they have all these other advantages. But the focal point, 46% of Yelp reviews about Bucky's mention the restrooms. So they pick one thing that they can be great at, and they use that to bring people in and then keep them. Amazing. Amazing. Let's go back to the book for a second. That is why we're here, not to talk about Bucky's. This Bucky's example is sensational. Um, what happens if companies actually implement a CX guarantee? You go through, I think, three benefits for companies that if they do this right, they will achieve one, two, and three. What would those one, two, and three be? So the first part is winning more customers. And one of the things that our customer service audience uh, sometimes struggles with is our friends in marketing. The marketer's job or the salesperson's job is to bring in new business. And marketers consistently tell me, I don't know how to articulate what's amazing about our product or service. You know, as you pointed out earlier, if you go to a website for any company and can you in five seconds figure out what the heck they do? And I would say more than 50% of the time, no, if you have no prior knowledge. So having a clear guarantee allows the marketer to win more business by promising to fix a problem that the customer wants to solve. Bucky's promises they have clean restrooms. That's how they get you to come in. They don't talk about all the other stuff that they do well. They promise one thing. The second step, second benefit then is I'm going to retain customers. It, it, I think in the customer service world, we're stuck on this idea of wow, uh, but wowing customers does not actually win you repeat business. And, and there's a lot of reasons behind it. That's a whole different podcast. But what does win you repeat business is consistency. Can I depend on you to do what you say you're going to do each and every time? And retaining customers, that, that's an incredible part of, of how we grow in our businesses and how we remain profitable. The, la the last benefit then is we want customer evangelists. And customer evangelists, these are people who talk about your brand and help you recruit more customers because you're so fantastically consistent. And being consistent and staying true to your word is how you get other customers to talk about you consistently, not just a one-off experience that will never happen again. So grow customers, retain customers, convert them into evangelists. And that's all we're trying to do in business, right? Yeah, exactly. By the way, you're right, separate podcast. I'm the um, biggest detractor of the concept of wow i i can't stand the wow concept again we'll talk about that another time but love that you mentioned it <laughs> audience make a footnote here make pay attention push us we're going to get jeff back to talk about that one um jeff i want to ask you uh because you just referred to it 
you talk about a, a, the concept of problems, and I love your, you, and these are capital letters, you talk about a customer problem statement in the book, and you also talk about a promise statement. I love these concepts, by the way. Your notion of statements, I've applied in my own business uh, from an earlier book, I think from several years ago, about the, creating a customer vision statement. Customer service vision statement, forgive me. Yeah. I've done that in my own business. I've implemented it. It's been a very healthy exercise. But you continue the thread here in your new book, talking about customer problem statement and promise statement. Could you help define what those are a little bit? Sure. So a customer problem statement is the problem that a customer is trying to solve. And there's a whole, uh, I, I guess, a catalog of, of marketing around um, this notion that customers don't buy a product or service, they, they buy a solution to a product. And as a company, if I want to fashion a guarantee and win those customers, I have to know what problem they're, they're solving. And so the problem statement is, uh, I, I think customers often phrase it in the term, I need to. I need to do X, you know, what, whatever that might be. So another company I talk about in the book is this company Osprey that makes amazing backpacks. If you're an avid hiker, it's a big hobby of mine. It's a go-to brand. And they understand that my, my problem statement as a customer is I need to lighten my load when I'm on a, a big hike. If I'm 10 miles away from civilization, uh, I can't have a backpack weigh me down. It, it's gotta contain all of my essentials. And it's got to make it easy. And Osprey gets that. So that's the problem statement, the problem your customer's trying to solve. The promise then is that's the assurance. So Osprey's prob promise is, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but their brand promise is we will um, inspire adventure and ease your journey. In other words, we're going to make it easy for you to push even farther. And they have a, a group of hardcore outdoor enthusiasts as their customers. And so the promise simply speaks to the problem. Now, you talked about the customer service vision. And for customer service teams out there, this is simply a statement. It's a shared definition of outstanding service that gets everybody on the same page. We just want to be on the same sheet of music. And where they all fit together is in a mature organization, that promise and that vision are the same thing. So the brand promise the customer service vision, they really are the same statement. We're just looking at it from an internal audience versus the brand promise is for an external audience. Super. Uh, one final question for you. We haven't yet talked about the role of employee and you very clearly talk about how important the employee is in the overall guarantee and, and, and participating in the equation. Um, Talk to us a little bit about, we all know, yeah, employee experience is so important and people, uh, employees need to feel part of the process and, and all that. It's, I assume that's really true here. I mean, or is this really just kind of an overinflated sense of that? What role does the employee truly play in delivering this so-called guarantee? Well, let's take one little piece of that equation and, and let's just toss it to the side, which is this notion of employee experience. Happy employees do not automatically equal happy customers. You can cross-reference the list of best places to work with best customer experience, and there's some horrific companies 
on the best places to work list. So let's push that to a side for a moment. Ideally, we want both, right? We want happy employees and happy customers. What does that equation look like? And I think that's what you're asking. And employees simply want to make a difference. They want to go to work and feel like they are able to do a good job. And this model allows employees to do that more effectively. It starts with employees understanding the brand promise, but also the promises that their particular department are making, and even the promises they make as individuals. I'm going to call you back on Friday. Well, do you do it or not? I mean, that's that's a simple thing that employees have control over. Then being able to execute the promise. One of the biggest frustrations for any employee in any organization is feeling like they aren't enabled, that they aren't empowered to provide a great experience or great service. You know, I get call after call every day about this terrible product and I have no power to fix it. That is really deflating for employees, but flip that and say, oh, all I do is talk to happy customers all day and I'm an expert and I can make them even happier. <laughs> I have a great job, right? And employees love that. They love feeling valuable. They love feeling good. And then having the tools to fix things when something goes wrong. Now I'll give you a really, Quick example, I'm a huge fan of Samuel Hubbard shoes. They're incredibly comfortable, they're stylish, they're amazing. And they they one of their promises is that they last a long, long time. Well, I had a pair that I bought recently. They started falling apart in just a couple of months, very unlike Samuel Hubbard. I sent one email to customer service with a couple of pictures and says, this is not normal. What can you do? And the employee on the other end, now think about that. If I want to make people happy and I want to be proud about my brand, what am I equipped to do? And, and it was the simple, simple solution. They said, we're going to send you a new pair of shoes. This is not normal. You're right. We're going to share the feedback with our product team. By the way, don't go through the trouble of returning the damaged shoes. We've already seen them. They made it incredibly easy for me. They sent me a new pair of shoes, which I am wearing right now. My feet feel great. And guess what? I still have trust and confidence and Samuel Hubbard, thanks to that helpful, friendly employee who did a simple, simple act of caring, but they were empowered to do that. And that's, a, I think, a, a big part of that process. There's a, for the audience and future readers of the book, there's a great example of Jenny Dempsey's interaction at the Home Gardening Center in Southern California. I'm not going to go into the story. Audience, get the book, read it a good story about the role of employees and how they help Jenny Dempsey. And if you recognize the name Jenny Dempsey, she's also been a guest on the podcast. Great thought leader, great interviewer, wonderful person. And she's a subject and shared her interaction about this particular garden. So I, what, what's the name of it? I forget the name of it, if you wouldn't mind sharing it, if you have it off the top of your head. It's Armstrong Garden Centers. And, and the reason I know this name is not just because I wrote the book. The secret I'll tell you, Neil, is that every single company I profiled in the book even if I wrote someone else's story, I'm a huge fan too. So I love Armstrong Garden Centers. I'm a big customer. Got it. But there's a great story about that. And then the uh, there's another great story about, this happens to be the CEO of the company, but you bought the bed from the manufacturer of the bed. The CEO, as an employee, goes ahead and tries to assemble the beds uh, so that he knows how easy or difficult the customer experience is going to be when they receive the beds uh, you know, shipped to their, to their home. Uh, I love that, that, that experience also and some adjustments that they made. Read the, read the, that, those chapters of the book, you'll particularly get something out of the audience. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree that the, the employee does play an important role in these things, and especially around uh, empowerment, 
attitude approach. It all goes to feeling, right? You, you talk about the pizza, your favorite pizza place. Yeah, sure. And you go through the app, you order it. But what about that emotion feeling when you get the pizza and you open the box and has a particular smell that you expected? The same thing with the garden center, the same thing with the bed. There's a feeling you get when you know that everything worked in the experience and the, pr the promise was actually fulfilled, right? One of the biggest feelings that we touch on in customer service is relief. And if you want to think about feelings um, in, in customer service, we are usually encountering a customer who's experiencing a lot of negative emotions, frustration, anxiety, worry. And if you can help that person feel relief, there's been study after study that's shown you may not even give them exactly what they wanted or what they asked for. What matters more is that you can help them feel relief. And that sense of relief is incredibly powerful to winning and retaining a customer's trust. So you're absolutely right. Feelings are an important part of the equation. My reading comprehension is just on par. It's great today. You, you cited this, uh, <laughs> the Temkin Group, the Temkin Group, which you cite very clearly, talks about that. And you gave a nice stat about how important the sense of relief is and, and, and what, what happens with retaining customers and then converting them into the evangelist that we talked about. Um, two final things for you. Um, it is really interesting to me that you offer a personal guarantee with this book without, I mean, this may be the spoiler, this is a spoiler alert, but is it okay to share the guarantee for the audience? Yeah, absolutely. You can, and by the way, if people can preview it uh, on Amazon, you preview this book, you can see the guarantee even before you buy the book. So yeah, absolutely. Share away. Well, but I want you to share. What is, what is you the guarantee? Share, okay. Yeah, you, so, you're, the, you're better to articulate the guarantee than I am. <laughs> well, I'm going to, uh, the guarantee, guarantee we've got to get really serious here. So I'm, I'm going to the book itself. You will gain something from reading this book that you can use to win and retain more customers. I will give you a free one-hour coaching session if you implement the guaranteed customer experience model and are not happy with the results. This is, this is a, an owner, an employee, and an administrator standing behind his brand, his company's guarantee. This is no fluff. This is a real guarantee. You're going to get something if you're not satisfied, right? This is no infomercial guarantee. This is a real thing. This is the real deal. You're going to get something if you, feel, uh, if you feel slighted or unsatisfied. By the way, is this just fluff or are people actually going to be able to contact you? How are they going to find you? I think, is there a way that's in that book that's listed in there? So part of the recovery process, I'm trying to model the contents of the book as the author. Part of the recovery process in the book, I've got a website. You go to the website, there is a link to my personal calendar. And you can book an hour of time with me very easily. Now, notice there is a caveat, which is, I ask that you first read the book and try to implement the concepts. So often where I find that people struggle with reading a book and then did I get something from it is they read the book and then they hope things will happen magically through osmosis. That's not the case. I have a series of exercises at, at the end of each chapter. I have a, a, a downloadable PDF workbook. I have a lot of tools already to help people implement the concepts. So, to get the guarantee, I first ask that you try to implement these concepts. But once you do, 
my feeling is if you're not successful, it's, it's because you encountered a new challenge that neither of us anticipated. And I want to know about it anyway. So you can go to the website, click on a link to my calendar, my personal calendar, find a time that works for you and automatically book an hour for us to talk. Love it. Standing behind the brand promise. Amazing. Um, on Fireside Chats with the Fires, we have a really special offer that Jeff has um, generously created for us, for our audience. The offer is this. If Jeff, if I miss something here, please, please absolutely chime in. The offer is this. Buy the book. Read the book. But if you buy the book and read the book, go to a special website that Jeff has created. And as a listener of Fireside Chats Without the Fires, go to that website, which we're going to give you in just a second, and you will receive a special little plate that you can uh, you'll receive in the mail with a signature and message written and crafted by Jeff Toyster. It will be a, a, a signature that we almost personalized just for you, just for reading the book, just for being a listener, hopefully sourced from our podcast, Fireside Chats Without the Fires. The website, Jeff, I have it up. I think it's the one we talked about. It is www.guaranteedexperience.com slash fireside. And, and this will be in writing. You'll find it on LinkedIn. Uh, we will put this out in our social media and you'll see it in writing. You don't necessarily have to write it down. If you're writing it down, wonderful, thank you. But you will be able to find it on your social media and we'll make sure it's clickable and actionable. www.guaranteedexperience.com slash fireside. You gotta get the book, you gotta read it. Go to the website and you will receive complimentary uh, a personalized signature to place inside your book directly from Jeff Toyster. Jeff, did I do, do it justice? Did I fair, describe it correctly? You did. You got the details right. Since we're, we're not able to do in-person book signings very easily right now, no matter where you are in the world, you can still get your book signed. It's a little sticker that goes inside the cover of your book. Only works well on paperback if you get your book on Kindle. I haven't figured out how to sign those just yet. <laughs> but if you get the paperback <laughs> version, we got you covered. Perfect. Uh, and I'm, we're assuming the book is available on Amazon. Is, there, is that the best place to get it? Are, are there other places that you recommend? Or is that the best one? Amazon is the best place for single copies. Uh, a lot of companies are now buying uh, larger quantities to give out to their teams. If you're buying 25 or more, my friends at BookPal, that's one word, Book pal.com they're offering discounts of 30 percent or more on quantity purchases so book is the way to go if you'd like to buy more uh 25 or more single copies best to go to amazon got it i will admit i have bought uh bulk copies before of previous books i give them out to clients and i share them with team members the great ideas for book clubs the great ideas uh to share with your peers discuss them talk about what you learned uh, don't don't create a podcast to compete against us to have to talk about it, but do it. Put it out on social media. Talk about it. There's book clubs galore to talk about this stuff, and uh, they're great ideas. Like I said, it's an amazing gift. It's an amazing resource. Uh, I'm a fan, and I've done this before with a previous book, and I will do it again with this book. Absolutely take advantage of this offer. Go ahead, get the bulk copies or get your single copy. It's highly recommended. Jeff, parting words. Anything less? Last uh, message for the audience before we let them go for the day. 
Let's keep this one simple, Neil. Always keep your promises. If you do that, you'll do well. Love it. As Jeff Twister does so well, he takes complex concepts and makes them simple and digestible for us. The guaranteed customer experience, how to win customers by keeping your promises. Jeff Toyster, as always, a pleasure to see you, to interact with you, to be part of your community. Uh, I look forward to finishing the book. I have just a little bit left to go. Um, thank you so much for being a guest on Fireside Chats with the Fires. Really thrilled to have you back. Thank you so much. Neil, Paul, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And good to see you a second time. Exactly. Uh, audience, final message for you. Uh, yes, please go ahead and click on the website that we talked about so you can uh, activate your offer. Take advantage of it. Uh, and if you like this particular episode or other episodes, please rate us, please review us on uh, Apple Podcasts. It helps us to understand how we're doing. We want to continue to get better and improve our brand promise to you, our audience. Um, if you have suggestions, we'd love to receive those. Um, we love the feedback. Thank you so much, audience. Happy Good Friday. Once again, Jeff Toyster, we're grateful to have him back. Uh, we've got future podcasts. Hopefully, we'll get him back for a third time. We'll see. Um, he's a busy guy and has, uh, is putting out lots of amazing content. Go get the book, ladies and gentlemen. It will benefit you, the promise. Thank you so much. Happy Good Friday. The episode is over, but the conversation continues. Please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts. Post a comment and subscribe to stay on the leading edge of customer experience. To get in touch or be a guest, follow us on Twitter at ChatsFires or on LinkedIn or in your podcast repository of choice. Thank you.